This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien. We are back in the saddle for 2019. This is the first recording for 2019 where we have a guest on the line. We have a jam-packed episode for you today, so make sure you stick around until the end because we're going to direct you towards an epic website and a resource for your clinic. But let me introduce to you Nina Lansdowne from Word Prescription. Nina, how are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you, Jack. It's uh, great uh, to be in 2019 and to be here with you today. Mm, absolutely. So before a bit of context, Nina, can you let our listeners know who you are and who Word Prescription is? What do you do? Absolutely. So um, I started off as a podiatrist and still am a podiatrist, uh, but through my experience in podiatry, I started doing a lot of content marketing uh, okay. to grow the business uh, and, and writing good content that really resonates with patients. And that is what word description is. So we help medical and health professionals grow their business through content. Mm. I love it. For those who are long-time listeners of the show, they'll know I have a, a special love affair with content and content marketing. It's, uh, it holds a special place in my heart. So we're going to get into word prescription and some really deep things around content mistakes to avoid, how to do it well, those types of things. But let's just dial back a little bit. You said you were a podiatrist and still are. Was the shift there though? Because you don't practice, or at least full time anymore. Why did you end up leaving clinical world? Because I know a lot of listeners uh, might be business owners, and they pulled back from clinical world as well. So, what was that journey like for you, pulling back off the tools and off the toes, so to speak? The journey for me started with kind of my why and why I got into podiatry in the first place, which is to help patients and, and offer them genuine solutions that that improve their lives. Um, and as I dived more into becoming a senior podiatrist and learning about business and marketing, I started implementing techniques and content marketing strategies that were massively successful for the clinic that I was working at. Okay. And so um, on that, how do you define yeah. success? Conversions. Right. Good. New patients. Right. Yes. So, so no vanity metrics. You didn't reach 200,000 people. No, not. No, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many people you reach. It matters how many patients you get right. from your marketing efforts. That's a, that's Thank a key. You. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. And then I thought, you know, as a podiatrist, you help a person one-on-one. -on -one, but by helping clinics get more patients and allowing them to use their skills to help more patients... It's achieving what I want to do in a much wider scale, as, as sure. well as helping health professionals you know, run a successful business and you know do what they love. Sure. I love it. That's unreal. And I think that would really resonate with a lot of listeners who you know, might be helping 40, 50, 60 people a week with their hands, but get into business ownership with the grandiose idea of helping hundreds of people through their clinic, but often get a little bit stuck. And you've taken a different route now, opening or launching word prescription, effectively a content and marketing agency to help specifically health clinics. Tell us a little bit about word prescription. What is it that you do? If no one knows what content marketing is or agency, what, what is it that you do? 
Mm. So we do everything from writing web copy to case studies, blogs, articles, Facebook ads, just anything that you think is content. We do video scripting. We do anything that any way you want to reach patients through words and copy. That's what we do. Mm. I love it. And it's interesting you mentioned a couple of key elements there. When people think of outsourcing writing, we might be thinking blogs, right? But it is, it's social media captions and it's, it's scripts for videos and web copy that's, you know, for your website, your about page we know is one of the most trafficked and visited pages on your website. So having an expert like yourself, Nina, on a clinic owner's side is, uh, is incredibly useful. Let's talk a little bit more about content. <laughs> and it's probably easy to identify the mistakes easiest. So what are some of the big mistakes when you're browsing a clinic's website without naming names? What makes you, <laughs> what makes you go, oh, they missed it? Yeah. Um, all right. Where to start? The first <laughs> and, and key thing is talking about yourself so much that you miss what the patient is looking for. You really, when someone goes onto your website, you have a very limited amount of time to help them find what they need from you. When I talk about this, I mean, there are patients that that know they need help, they're in pain and they're they're looking for the right solution that is accessible and that they can trust. And then there's content that we target patients who may not realize they can benefit from their services yet. So when your copy is targeted at those patients that are already looking for you for a solution or for help, and you start by talking about yourself instead of talking about the lifestyle you can create for the patient, the solution you can create for the patient, how you can help them, that's probably one of the first kind of things that makes me cringe because you need to give them what they want. And if you Mm. don't, someone else will. Sure. Makes perfect sense. And I guess you're referring to the websites that say, John Smith is a physio who studied at the University of Sydney in 1994 and has 47 master's degrees. What you're saying is patients don't really care that much. They want to know, can you treat my condition? Have you got a solution? Help me achieve my goals. Absolutely. Okay, Nina, so what is another problem or mistake that you see people making on their website with their words? Another common mistake is using the wrong language and talking to the wrong person. So okay. if, you're, if you're writing about kids and, and kids' pain or growing pains or the musculoskeletal pains they experience, you need to, be, you need to understand that you're writing to concerned parents. And you need to address their fears. You need to address the objections that they might have about um, booking in and coming to your service. You need to use that family-friendly you know, language that they can relate to and resonate with um, instead of getting too technical. And you want to just really paint that picture for them that you, you really genuinely care about their family, their kids, and getting the best outcomes. And often I find that practitioners will start, you know, speaking to the wrong audience, not being clear to who they're actually marketing to. Okay. And when, you say the wrong, when you say the wrong audience, we're talking in this example, the, the kids or the parents that are concerned about their kids. 
it's the OT or the speechy that starts speaking to their colleagues, right? And uses complex language or jargon, health terms and anatomy terms. And you speak as if you're trying to impress your colleagues, which means nothing goes over the head of the audience. Is that right? Absolutely. Mm. Okay. So let me just put myself in a clinic owner's shoes and, and rebut that. What if I was to say, yeah, but Nina, if I write in too simplistic language, my clients will think I'm not qualified. What would you say to that? Your client's opinion doesn't get you patience. Mm, okay, sure. So <laughs> colleague, whatever colleagues think, it just doesn't matter what they think, right? Well, it doesn't matter because what is your goal of this piece of content? Your goal is to get that patient in your clinic so you can use your skills and knowledge to treat them and mm-hmm. help them. That's your goal and, and that's connecting with a person through content is the way you're going to get them in the door. You're not, you know, you're not doing a presentation. You're not showing how awesomely, wonderfully technical you are. You know that. It's why you run a clinic and, you know, it's why your patients love you. You need to get them in the door in order to be able to help them. And that is what effective content does. I love it. Uh, as an example, Nina, I often say to clinic owners uh, inside our Clinic Mastery Business Academy, if you're writing content that isn't sparking controversy amongst your colleagues, you're probably not doing it right. Yeah. So for example, we've written uh, a piece, we created a video around tips to help plantar fasciitis and foot pain. And of course, you know, the health professionals listening will know that fasciitis is a bit of a no-no word, you know. It brings up connotations of inflammation, which we everyone knows the plantar fascia can't get inflamed. It's plantar fasciopathy, blah, blah, blah. And so we had people complaining, physios and podiatrists, complaining to us that we were reinforcing negative beliefs around fasciitis. The reality is, Nina, that we didn't care what the physios thought. Patients speak in language of plantar fasciitis, right? And that is a word that's meaningful to patients and potential clients. So that's the language we used. Okay. Is there anything else that grinds your gears when you're looking at a website? What makes you cringe? Is there much else? Not being succinct in your copy, you know, like rambling on um, about things that don't add value. Um, One of the rules that I apply when I write any copy is that I look at what I've written and I ask myself, is this adding value? What new useful information is this giving to the reader? What message am I getting across? And if you can look and see sentences that you're just trying to over-explain yourself and it's really not adding anything new, cut it out because there is only so much attention they will give. There are only so many lines that they will read. So you need to get that message as short, as sharp as possible to position yourself as the person to go to for the solution. Mm, okay. So succinctness and, uh, and brevity is a bit of an art form. We're all known as health professionals for waffling. Have you got any tips for us, Nina, on maybe editing a piece? Say we've written a blog article. Would hmm. you suggest keeping our eyes on the screen and edit as we go? Do we close the laptop and come back to it tomorrow? How do we edit? How do we trim ourselves down? Um, I mean, I like to do it the next day. I come back to pieces a few hours later, the next day later, especially if they're quite important pieces that I've put a lot of thought into and a part of a, a very particular strategy. 
But what I would do is I would sit back and I would put yourself in the position or the mindset of the person that you're trying to target. Now, I'm assuming that, that when you write a piece of content, you know exactly who you're targeting because you should. You should know that mm-hmm. person sure. inside out. And I would go back and I would start reading through and I would just be looking back and asking myself, what value is this adding to this particular person? I would be looking to change long, waffly sentence to analogies. I find analogies are fantastic for patients. Mm. Even things like uh, describing, you know, you're trying to describe the benefits of orthotics, for example, or how that during the initial rehabilitative process where you've got uh, an injury and you prescribe orthotics, if you prescribe orthotics, you need to wear them constantly. So instead of trying to, you know, talk about the importance of wearing them constantly, you just say, look, orthotics, they're like glasses. They only work while you're wearing them. And if you want to get, you know, the, the benefits from them, you, you've got to wear them. Until, sure. And so just, just get those analogies in there, I find, are a really easy way that starts getting those images going for a patient. You know, it creates that story in their mind that helps them to understand. Mm, okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. What if we dial back even a little bit further and we've, you and I have now inspired a clinic owner to begin the content marketing journey? So, mm-hmm put ourselves in their shoes, they sit down to the laptop of an evening with a glass of red wine and want to write an article, <laughs> stare yes. at a blank Google document going, yep. where do I even start? How should clinic owners start writing a piece of content? Let's say a blog article. Okay, this is what I would do is we have to know who you're writing for. So say you want to be writing for a person that you are conditioned or a a person that you treat often, that you know you treat well, that you get great results for, you know, your your target market. So you think of those people and you ask yourself, what are common questions that I get asked by them when they present to my clinic? You know, if they're a patient with heel pain, what do they want to know? If they're uh, parents of kids, what do they want to know? Do they want to know, you know, is in-towing normal? Should my kids be, you know, tripping? Should they be experiencing these pains? Take that question and answer it. Right. That is, that is the perfect way to start your blog because I guarantee you, if you're getting asked it regularly in your clinic, people are thinking it, they're searching for it online, and by being able to, to write about it, show your knowledge, answer their, you know, their fears, their objections, give good, valuable information on it and explain how you offer a solution to that, it's, it's gold. Mm, that is absolute gold. Think of the questions that your clients ask when they walk through the doors and just answer it like you're talking yeah. to one, an audience of one, right? You're writing for an audience of one. And you mentioned there that they might be searching for it or, or searching online. Nina, how important is writing for SEO principles? Should we be stuffing keywords into headings and paragraphs? How do we write to please Google? <laughs> I know that's a good question. It is. It's a big question because when most people who aren't familiar with SEO think of SEO, they think of words. In reality, there's so much more. It's the, you know, it's the speed of all the images on your site and, you know, which device people are looking from. There's so much. But if we look at keywords and SEO and keywords, I'd say that the main thing you need to know is 
Google, when Google looks for keywords on a page, it will look for very certain keywords on one page specifically. A blog is a page. So when you're targeting SEO and, and keywords on a page, it is important to know what these keywords are and not overuse them to a ridiculous extent, but to, to use them enough so that Google knows that that's exactly what you're talking about. I think this is a, a common thing that practitioners don't realize because often when I go to websites and I see, say, a list of services and conditions all on one page, mm. while you could have put so much effort into writing it to that page, Google doesn't know what that page is about. There's right. so many different words and terminologies. You haven't made it clear. And actually, when people are searching for Heal Pain Melbourne or you know whatever they're, they're searching sure. for, that page where you talk about heel pain as well as every other condition won't come up because you've done too much, you haven't been specific enough, and you're really not maximizing that. It is very important to help patients find you. you know, if, if they're searching for conditions the doctor may have told them about, things that they suspect they have, they will type in, you know, shoulder pain or, you know, creaky shoulder and then the location that they're at or solution or treatment or physio or podiatrist with that search term. And mm. you want to be able to actually come up and, and rank for that so that people can read the, the content that you've spent all this time writing and putting out. So sure. I think if you don't try to maximize your SEO, you are missing an opportunity to reach people. Okay. I like it. So what you're saying is think about making it logical for Google without stuffing it too much. Yeah. But you're still your primary audience is your client, not Google. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So don't, don't be a robot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like when you write, just write, write well. Um, you can do little tips and tricks like when you put images in, make sure that you title your, title your image appropriately with your, you know, with your keywords mm -hmm. um, and talk about it you know, naturally, but make it clear um, what you're writing about and who your target market is. Gotcha. Finding that sweet spot. I love it. So we've talked about how to overcome the, the blank page syndrome. We've talked about what questions to think about and how to get started. We've talked about the strategy of having your ideal clients in mind and knowing who your audience is. When someone might be just starting out or maybe they've been haphazard in the past, Nina, What's your advice for clinic owners that want to set aside some time to regularly write some content? Do you recommend a number of hours per week, twice per month? What would you say is a great place to start? Start with your first day. So okay. start with finding a day or and blocking out either that day or half a day mm -hmm. and start writing and producing content. So, so have, have a plan, you know, say, you know what you want to do. Do you want to write four, four blog posts, have one a week? Do you want to build referral relationships? So you want to write some case studies to send to doctors. Um, know what you want to do and do, you know, even um, scheduling social media as well. Mm -hmm. So know what you want to do, set aside half a day or a full day and just spend that day writing it. After that, you'll know how much content you've produced in that day You'll know how much you know, you've got done and, and you'll know how regularly you need to be able to do it. But actually, yeah, I, I agree with you that setting aside that time is, is just key. And I think 
there's so much um, fear or hesitation with content marketing and writing content because there's this mindset that you're not sure exactly the best way to go about it. You don't know exactly what to do, how to write. So people just avoid doing it. And once you start, it, it gets so much easier and you're able to then put that content out there, the content that you've written throughout that month, you're able to see the results. And when you can see the content you've written turn into patients into your clinic that are coming in and like, oh, you know, I read, you know, what you put out about that hip pain and, you know, it really touched, you know, it really hit home with me and I really want help for this. When you can see the effect of those patients coming into your clinic, you know, you will set aside that time without thinking <laughs> twice about it. Yeah, I totally agree. And that really resonates with me. We know that whenever we put out a specific piece of content on uh, a specific condition or presentation, we know within the next you know, 24 to 48 hours, we'll probably make five or 10 new client bookings off the back of that. And so that becomes really addictive. <laughs> you do that every week, you're going to get five new clients. Okay, Nina, when should people use an agency? Whether, you know, obviously you're our guest today. So if people were thinking, oh, this is too hard for me, I'd love someone else to write for me, what's the trigger or when should people consider an agent or someone to help them? If you're struggling to produce content that is converting, if you literally, if you don't have the time to, if you, if you know that you, it's just not your strength, and it's not working for you, I would 100% you know, recommend getting in touch because a content agency, whether it's us or someone else, like it, they just make it easy. Like we make it easy. We, we give you the content that you need consistently, reliably. You know that your content marketing is being taken care of. You see the patients coming into your clinic. Um, and it, it just makes sense. Like the, you know, the amount of money you'd spend hiring someone to do that versus the amount you get in new patients is, is mm-hmm. so much less, you know. So it, like from a financial perspective, which is one of the biggest, I think, hesitations to hiring an agency, one of the biggest objections, I think once you actually see the results of those content marketing efforts, it's a really a no-brainer. So we have, uh, I think it, close to 100% retention rate for all our clients once we start oh. working with them because they just they just see the the value and the money out of hiring a, a, a content writer to take care of it for them. And it's, you know, it gives them peace of mind that it's taken care of. Yeah, I love that. And you're right, it's got to have tangible outcomes and ROI. Yeah. If we just write pretty words that sound amazing but don't result in patient bookings, then we've, we've missed the point. So that's fantastic advice. Nina, if, if people wanted to find out more about you and what you guys do at Word Prescription, I know you've got a, a team that help all sorts of different health professionals and clinics. Where should we go? <laughs> uh, the best place to start is to check out our website, which is www.wordprescription.com. And you can send me an email as well at hello at wordprescription.com. Um, we're happy to do complimentary like strategy sessions to talk about what you need and how we can help you. That's where you should start. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And I would highly recommend you check out their stuff. Word Prescription uh, are amazing. And we've, I've loved this chat today, Nina. Thank you so much. We'll make sure that all that is linked up in the show notes. So listeners, if you're going for a walk or driving, you can find those links for Nina's email address or it's wordprescription.com over in the show notes. Uh, the show notes are at www.clinicmastery.com 
forward slash podcast. That's where you'll find all of the good juice over there. You can check out our upcoming events. We have a free Grow My Clinic course for you to do, or you can get in touch. And if we can help you any sooner, we can do that. Nina, thank you so much for joining me today, listeners. We hope this has been an amazing episode for you. Make sure you tune in again really soon and bye for now. This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic.